0: going to say is like i think there's like another drudgery of like i think crypto and traditional tradfi is like getting to the point in my mind where i have to make a decision as to which side i'm going to choose like mentally i'm thinking like crypto provides freedom and tradfi provides oppression but <laughs> yeah. like special um benefits to a certain amount of people that me and you are probably never going to be in our lifetimes in the sense of like we have to literally, you have to literally give up your soul in order to like get to that point where you're like master of the universe. You're in that small, small room where all the decisions of the financial world are being made, in. you're actually in the know. So, um, that's the price of your soul at one point. And I'm thinking that for like, I was thinking about the soul aspect a lot, and I'm and there's this great speech that Kennedy gave. It's on YouTube. It's called. Um, a glimmer of hope or something Hmm. and i've listened to it bro two times and i cried both times (laughs) it literally moved me to emotions like like the timelessness of it and also too and how it just like hit a part of me that i didn't necessarily know was there and it was literally saying like all the stuff that we've come accustomed to governments repress their people um we all the time like The way that we view our lives is just like in the sense of, oh, we have education. We're probably going to live like a very comfortable life based off of the education that we got and living in the first world country. And like our path in life is like straightforward and guaranteed. And then it was literally said to a part of the speech he said, but that's an illusion. And I'm like, it is an illusion. And it kind of came in direct conflict with one of the things at the job recently where a lot of i I think I told you but a lot of people have gotten laid off like in different sections like teams just like got wiped out like oh, wow. people just got removed and then there was like a whole scare of a lot of people saying oh my god this is like never happened before and then like even my manager at one point she was we were having like a general conversation like with th- between the team once we got an email saying that a couple of people got laid off and yeah, it's and then people were like kind of scared, like oh my god, what's gonna happen next? And at one point we were sitting down together, and she said, yeah, one of the reasons why I picked this job is because it's sec- secured because you know it's kind of like a federal job, a government job. It's like oh, yeah, I mean unless you like do something crazy like pull your pants down in front <laughs> of a superior, you don't necessarily get <laughs> fired. It's like the it's like the tenure aspect of like a professor. So yeah. Um, it's like the next closest thing, like government jobs, like federal agency jobs that are quasi government. You're not necessarily going to be let go unless you do something crazy, like I said. So she was scared. And then later on, it's kind of funny. We had a conversation where imagine all of this has happened and we're having a one-on-one and she says something to me to the effect of, yeah, you don't necessarily have to worry because we have job security here. And I'm like, don't you see the cognitive dissonance? like don't you know that people just got laid off in like other areas, something that's never been done before. and now you're telling me about job security, like does that like don't you see these two things don't equate? It's like the illusion, yeah, <laughs> so she I was in my mind I was like, I think most people here are kind of delusional. and once this AI business comes through <laughs> and like there's certain implementations that they're doing already but let's say like in another however long it takes like maybe it's five years or maybe for the rest of corporate america for most of corporate america let's say it takes five to ten years maybe it takes this agency that i work for 15 years but guess what if you plan on staying there for 15 years like the other back end of that you're not going to have a job so yeah so it's an illusion at one point it's like you don't you know, it's like a ticking time bomb but that Oh, it's like, oh, it hasn't blown up yet, but shit, <laughs> it's a bomb. It's going to blow up. Well, yeah, I feel I feel like the
1: cognitive dissonance is definitely there because if these people face the reality that things are changing, this job that was super secure before is not secure, like I think they'd just freak out because they're like, what else do I do? Because if exactly. this job's not secure, anything else I'm going to do is probably going to be even less secure. So like you're taking a risk to then take on even more risk. So they're like, I'll just stay in this job and pretend it's fine. Yeah. It's been fine in the past. So why wouldn't it be fine in the future? But yeah, I think this is something that a lot of people are going to have to face very soon, which is scary of just like the entire landscape's going to change. Even if AI doesn't take your job, it might take a job that your job feeds into and completely change where your role fits into a, the economy. And yeah. And I, I think most people are not, as adaptable as you and I like most yeah. people aren't as forward thinking or open to taking risks or just like completely changing the course of their life and it's gonna be interesting to see how that like plays out on a mass scale when all these people that are like I went to college I got my dream job and I'm gonna work here until I retire at 60 and then I'll live mm-hmm. my life when they're like faced with oh all the jobs that you thought you had don't exist anymore you don't have the skill set for like the jobs that do exist or they pay way less than what you were making and you still have the rest of your life ahead of you, like figure it out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to do to at society at scale, but I don't know. Something we're all going to have to face
0: probably within the next decade. You're yeah, right. And the biggest part of it too, I think it's, oh, remember, um what's his name? The one, the uh the series that we both looked at. Remember the series, um, How Our Money's Fake? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forget his name. I'm <laughs> trying
1: to think of his name too. Um,
0: but yeah, basically the
1: takeaway was just, invest in gold but yeah it yeah. was a, a very interesting series i can't think of his name either
0: Ah, uh, yeah uh, mike maloney there oh yes yes mike that maloney. was his name yeah so like there was a interesting another talk i listened to another guy named from coin bureau guy i've read coin bureau stuff but i don't know like any of the like contributors or anything okay just like that main guy oh his, his name is literally guy <laughs> and he's the and he's the guy <laughs> On the YouTube channel that like, just like talks about crypto in general. And he had a conversation with Charles probably like a month or two ago. And then they were having the discussion about AI and what's next. And one of the big things that we discussed before about AI is just like, is it, and people started saying like, oh, yeah, it's going to displace some jobs. Yeah, initially, but later on, a lot more yeah probably 20 to 30 percent of like the job market right now people think oh that's not too bad that's like a significant amount yeah and (laughs) it could be way more than that especially with how many bullshit jobs are out there like i kind of
1: consider my job a bullshit job like i don't actually feel like i'm providing value to the economy but like so many people out there are barely providing any value and i think ai is just gonna like wipe out most of those
0: Yeah, if you have one AI system or one process that could eliminate like 10 jobs, like 10 bullshit jobs in an organization, it's like, why would they not do that? Yeah. (laughs) So, and then he was mentioning in that talk that they both had, at one point, they said like, what is our next option? Because a lot of people are going to get displaced. And Charles was like, yeah, we kind of got fucked after the 1971 once we got off the gold standard, because at least... There was some restraint on the monetary policy where you can't just like create money out of thin air. You have to have like a certain amount of gold and reserves. That was like that check and balance that we used to have. So let's say somebody had gold, they would nece- they wouldn't necessarily feel the all the pains of that we feel today of like saying like you make hundred k, but like making hundred k, you kind of are still living like shit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do a lot. It's like it sounds good on paper. Like hundred k was probably good back in like the 80s but like now in the 2020s it's like ah, bro, i'm barely surviving especially yeah. in the metropolis metropolitan city so yeah. and so they had they had that part of the conversation and, and then the guy was like what the fuck do we do He's like we're not gonna buy gold and said like, yeah crypto is the answer but and then crypto opens up a lot of like other opportunities that bro like i got like sometimes i think to myself things that we both understand i'm thinking it's like i'm having a conversation with somebody And if I were to try to explain these terms, it kind of like it's me talking Mandarin because it's like so completely new. And then you have to go down the rabbit hole we both went down of like, our money's fake. This is all bullshit. Like this fictitious pieces of paper. I'm like trading this this dishonest money for honest money. And like my whole financial future is like, if I were to like go with these pieces of paper you're giving me, I'm probably going to be poor as I go moving forward in my life. And ai is gonna come eat my lunch and i'm not gonna get this fictitious amount of money and then i need the fictitious amount of money to actually live um and so all these different things running to my mind i'm like oh my god the people around me are so fucked yeah (laughs) i looked at them i'm like i i like it's like i want to scream at the top of my lungs i'm like don't you see you're getting fucked but even if I did and I started explaining, they just look at me like a crazy guy. Yeah, you're, you're like, a crazy person. Until 10, 20 years later, when they don't have a job, they're like, oh, yeah, we should have been buying that crypto stuff. And yeah. uh, that's when like it's worth trillions of dollars. You're going to be priced out. Like You're going to benefit from the the use and utility of crypto. But it's like you're going to be much poorer between now and then. Yeah, it's like the
1: difference of like going and buying Like a wix website now or like owning google back like 30 years ago like (laughs) yeah you can go and buy crypto but now it's like it's not an investment opportunity it's just something we're transacting in exactly Whereas, like buying it now you have a huge upside potential but yeah that's so true like i don't even talk to my friends about crypto and stuff now because they're they just don't want to learn about it or get into it like most people are like oh that was a scam like that's all past crypto's dead (laughs) <laughs> it's just like I get it because most people are so stressed out and have so many other things going on in their life. They're like, why would they dedicate so much time and mental energy to realizing that they're fucked and the future is scary? Exactly. And most of the stuff they're doing is like not serving them long term and the system's rigged against them, which I think most people realize the systems rigged, but I don't think people realize the underlying factors that are fucking them and are going to probably fuck them even more in the future. Exactly. And it's just so. like, yeah. Um, what was I going when you're talking about the gold thing? Oh, I was just watching a lecture. I can't remember who led it, but they're talking about like post-AGI economics and what the economy is going to look like once AGI is like fully developed and just like a natural part of economics. And it seems like there's not a whole lot of answers of what happens when like labor isn't a super valuable commodity anymore because robots and AI are doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I thought was... Um, Potentially reassuring or like kind of optimistic is hopefully the cost of living and goods should decline. Like, in theory, Mm -hmm. as another talk is listening to, like, in theory, inflation shouldn't not be like kind of a law of economics that we just accept. Because as as technology progresses, things should be getting cheaper. There's like a deflationary pressure. Mm -hmm. But getting off that gold standard, that's when we get inflation because there's printing all this worthless fake money. But exactly. If we actually had a free market, things should be getting cheaper. Because I mean, producing a car today compared to producing a car in like 1920, or like a television now, like TVs are so cheap to make a TV that Mm -hmm. in 2000, like these TVs wouldn't even be possible. Like the flat screen TVs we have now would probably cost a million dollars. Yeah. And now you can buy it for $400. And that's how everything should be. But for some reason, things still continue to get more expensive, even though they're cheaper to produce. So AI should ramp that up to like the next level. Or hopefully, like energy and raw resources and just the labor that goes into everything should be cheaper. So the guy was talking: if things go well and it's kind of a free market system where everyone's Mm -hmm. benefiting from the AI, it's not unrealistic that ten years from now, if your cost of living is forty thousand dollars, it could be four thousand dollars a year instead. Whereas if there's like a UBI or jobs are way more limited or you can't provide as much value, hopefully things will be cheap enough to cancel that out where you can still afford to live. But Based on how the systems are today, I doubt that's going to happen. I feel like a few companies are going to gain all the value, and then maybe there'll be a UBI or something like that, but they basically get to determine what the average, yep not cost of living, but quality of life is. Exactly. And they're like, well, I guess everyone deserves like a one-bedroom house, and this is the food that you deserve and everything like that. And it's just, yeah. It's scary that we have these crossroads where things go really well, like your electricity bill could be $2 a month because like we have renewable energy and AI mm-hmm. is like optimizing the grid and everything like that. Or we could have it like our electricity bill 10 years from now, could be like thousands of dollars a month because just inflation's out of control.
0: And, yeah. You're right, bro. It's like everything you said is right. Yeah. So
1: I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm like, I have no solutions. I have I don't know what to do to react to that besides investing in crypto and hoping that we can kind of become the next not like elite class but like at least be above the line where like we can have financial freedom and like have autonomy because we have enough resources but aside from that i'm like i have no idea what to do about this situation i think you're,
0: <laughs> you're like the, we're, i think we were both at the same crossroads of thinking about it it's just like i literally was thinking about the exact same thing at like early 2021 when i was like what do I fuck do i do like it's like am i gonna devote my life to like either like crypto provides like the solution of like these booms and busts where I can make a lot of money, but I'm making a lot of money in this fictitious amount. But the thing is that if I retain some of like the real stuff, like the the total supply can't just be like expanded out of nowhere, then I think that long-term as these applications become more useful, more people start utilizing them, then the deflation aspect of it, since like it's capped off at a certain amount, will actually play into the economics of, Oh, I'm still going to be wealthy in the sense of maybe like 10 ADA is enough to like sustain me for like a year or something like that in the future. So, and then my purchasing power actually increases since ADA increases in terms of use and utility. Yeah. So that's kind of like the same thing with gold, like that restraint. And also to just like this book that I started reading, it's kind of, my God, like what you said is actually so true because- People, like, that cognitive dissonance, it's just, like, people experience it, and then they just ignore it. Yeah. Because I read, there's a part of the book, and it's actually, yeah, you're going to see, like, the levels of absurdity that exists. So Principles of Economics kind of goes over, like, the Austrian view of, like, you know, you need to have, like, monetary supply where, like, governments can't just have, like, the ability to just print money out of nowhere Keynesian economics with like all the intervention, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's one of the causes of the crisis is the, the crises that we see, because if banks and um, government could just like arbitrarily like increase or decrease the money supply, then like they'll do it until there's something that goes off and shit hits the fan. Right. And there was a study that was shown and it was showing that the from the 1920s or like to like the 1990s or something like that, early 2000s, they were showing like the amount of unemployment in Switzerland, which was one of the last countries to move off the gold standard. And there was a period in the 1960s where Switzerland, guess what, the level of unemployment was. Is this pre going off the gold standard? Pre going off the gold standard.
1: Uh, so hard to tell because like I feel like unemployment numbers, the way they calculate, always fucked up. But let me get like three percent,
0: zero percent. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> exactly. It was 0% because at the end of the day, like the there's like the more voluntary aspect of work where people could work, but they didn't have to work. Yeah. So does, and then later on when they got off the gold standard, it was at eight to 10%. So <sighs> it was, I literally showed that chart to people that I work with and guess who the chart is made by. Is it made by the Fed? Yes, I was literally showing them the chart. I was like, "Hey, can you see this? Like, what do you see here?" And then they're like, "Ah, zero percent, um, zero percent, um, unemployment. That seems impossible." I'm like, "We literally, this is from an official source. It's like, so you don't trust the official source that you work for? It's like, what, what? Like, can't you see the, can't you see like the irony of the situation? Like, you don't trust the data that you." I mean, you don't necessarily work with that particular data, but yeah, you would trust that data, like to if it if it were to come at you, like, oh, okay, yeah, oh wow, I didn't think about it that way. But they're like, they both were just like skeptical of it. I'm fake like, news, fake <laughs> news, exactly. They said fake news, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, this is their loss. So overall, I was like, damn, yeah, they, they're these normies, are done, bro. It's like, I just, and some of them, it's not like like I keep thinking about it too. It's like. A lot of the people that I engage with, it's not that they're dumb. They're pretty smart people. But it's just like they're very narrow-minded in the sense yeah. of besides like their regular life and like work and they it's just like they think everything's fine or everything will be fine, and they're normally stupid conversations. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm just like the underground man. When I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Well, most people are. <laughs> Yeah, most people are so closed minded.
1: Um this is a complete left term, but just like an example. Yeah. So when I was back home, I have a couple fr- I finally have a couple of friends that will do LSD with me a couple of times a year. Um this time I got one of them to do two tabs with me instead of one. So uh-huh. we're all hanging out on acid, like just talking about stuff and things and I asked about all the UFO things that are like happening right now, how like the government's confirming like that there's UAPs and there's Mm -hmm. stuff we don't know about and things like that. I just like, obviously none of us know what's going on, but like, what is your guess? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's probably just government stuff. Like I'm, I'm sure most of it's not real. Like he wouldn't (laughs) even delve into the possibility of something's going on. Cause I'm like, I don't know if it's aliens, like maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's just like a psyop. Maybe we do have like the super advanced technology we've developed that just the public doesn't know about or maybe another country does or maybe there's some type of civilization under the ocean we don't know about that's super advanced and like even while we're in a psychedelic state he's like yeah it's probably just like nothing probably like people are just like reporting stuff or like maybe there's like some advanced plane that we don't know about but like wouldn't even dive into those possibilities and i just think that's people are much more like that than like how we are it just seems i mean there's obviously Across the globe, millions of people that are open-minded like us, but I think most of the population is very much like focused on the day-to-day and yep. doesn't want to like go out of the way to disrupt their worldview and realize that a lot of things they
0: take for granted aren't as they appear. You, you explained it very well, and it's kind of funny though. It's like the one of the things that you take in order for you to have like a deep experience and just like talk about things in a very abstract way. And like seeing different possibilities, like in unlocking certain sides of your brain. And then they're just sitting there, like, yeah, they kind of go through like standard (laughs) normie answers of like stuff that they would say in a sober mind. So that's crazy. Yeah. I was
1: very, I was like, oh, we're going to have like finally, like maybe they'll give me some new ideas that I haven't even thought about. And they're like, oh, probably nothing's going on. I was like, what? (laughs) Like something has to be going on. We just don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bro, it could go so, so many different routes. I mean, I think one of the things that you said is like a lot of the advancements that we've seen, it's like like me and you talking right now on this computer, like I was thinking about it. It's like all of the different components of this computer that enables us to do this. Isn't that like kind of like magic in a way? Yeah. Like I think about that all the time. Like I don't even know how like the most simple
1: things function. Like exactly. I have no idea. how Like how does this microphone pick up these sound waves and then transmit it? through a wire into a computer exactly. through the air to like, yeah, it, I don't even know how like anything works, which also had that. I've had that freak out every time I've done LSD, But just like, I have no idea. Like what is drywall made out of? Like how do you make drywall? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do lights work? Just like literally have no idea how anything functions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, I have that experience all the time too. It's just like, it gets to the point where you think to yourself like, Jesus Christ! It's like, and we're moving more inter- in terms of technology. It's like that's gonna be more integrated. And the next thing you know, it's like you're gonna just be living in this state where you not, nobody knows how not anything works. Things are just done, and hopefully, we just pray that things just just fuck up on a massive scale. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, we're just like in a machine that nobody knows how it runs, or it's like, please don't break down. Because if if something goes like if this whole thing breaks down, we're just like everybody's fucked. So it's scary. I think we talked about that in one of my business classes in college of just like no single person has the knowledge of how to make anything. Like even something as simple as a pencil. Like if if I'm like, here, Pete, here's a thousand dollars or a million dollars. Like go make a pencil. Like you can't use anything that's pre-made. You can't use anyone else. Like we couldn't even make something that simple. Like I wouldn't know how to get graphite. How to make it to like a cylinder, how to get it inside a piece of wood, like yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, I don't even know where you'd start with a computer.
0: I think what's his name? Adam Smith in um the book that he wrote. What's the name of the Wealth of Nations. There you yeah. go. Um I think oh my god, I started reading that book. This guy was brilliant. <laughs> it is long as fuck, man. I, was I, like, I, I have it on Christ. my Kindle. I've not I've not started it. We talked about like
1: A year and a half ago, and I downloaded it. I'm like, I, I can. This is too dense for me.
0: Oh my god, this guy was like thinking on things like, he was a genius. He was a genius. Like the way he was able to condense and talk about these concepts. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like the brain on this guy. Um, and writing that
1: like pre-internet or like pre, yeah. Because like, what is it from the 1800s? Or Um, I
0: think 1700s. I
1: think. It's just crazy that people like had these huge thoughts back then when like the world must've felt so foreign, like must've felt way bigger before all this
0: technology. That's where, like I where, like I'm thinking about some of these guys, like some of the concepts that we've had. And also too, one of the things I was also thinking about at one point, just that, you know, we have all these technologies of the past that were great, but we kind of like forgot them since like, let's say like the society crumbled and there's like, there is no documentation of, like, oh, most of the houses that we have that are sustainable is because we use this particular material that is great for sustainability of, like, homes. So it could, like, increase, like, the shelf life of a home instead of, like, 100 years, like, 300 years or something yeah. like that, right? Like, some of the materials that they use. And then they're probably found in certain parts of the world as opposed to other parts. So, like, all these things from the past have, like, just been lost in a lot of yeah. ways so it's it's interesting that like, the way i was thinking about it, it's just like based on past if there if there could be a way for us to like always retain some of the good parts of the past or like very useful parts and move towards the future but like not lose them in the process yeah but, but we have like a, this tendency of like we just want to start from scratch whenever there's like this big inflection point or this big crisis that happens so we kind of go to a dark age again and then like, fuck it. And then we kind of find out the same lessons of the past and the future. They're like, yeah, you know, this enlightened business, hmm, If only there was another time that something like this happened. Like the fuck
1: it was, man. Yeah. A, but no, let's start from square one. Let's exactly. not use
0: any type of reference to learn from mistakes of the past. Exactly. So, uh, Oh my God, man. It's like on the trip. I think if, uh, if I were a person who took <laughs> those type of substances, Hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, I think I think we'd we'll get into some crazy conversations. Yeah, I think yeah,
1: I think it definitely uh, opens up some new pathways that you don't really access in a sober mind. Um, yeah. Which I had another thought about that too of kind of things getting lost of just like when I was home, my grandfather plays a lot of cribbage, which I'd never played. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with it, but it's like a card game with pegs and stuff like that. But there's a lot of math involved with it. It just made me realize how bad I've gotten at mental math Mm -hmm. over time. And just like, I feel like most people are getting bad at math. Like, I feel like the new generation is a lot worse at mental math than like previous generations that didn't always have a calculator and things like that. And I just started freaking out of like, if we get to the point where like humans can't even do simple math on their own without being reliant on machines or like writing by hand, I realized I like rarely write by hand. I was writing in a journal for a couple of years and that was like the only thing I wrote by hand. But besides that, I type almost everything and just these basic skills that we take for granted that like five-year-olds know how to do. If we keep going down the pathway we're going on, I could see it in our lifetime of like our grandkids not even knowing how to like multiply or write anything out. And it'd just be scary for that at that point, And then technology goes away for some reason or technology is completely controlled by like a ruling class or AI or something like that. And we're completely relying on it. We can't even like do these basic, these basic like human
0: things that we've been doing for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Jesus. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going to be like, what What are we going to be? What is going to be a human at that point? Just like yeah. a, a slob that consumes things and I guess sleeps, fornicates and <laughs> does random things that like goes on side quest missions for just for fun. Yeah. Just keep basically the time going
1: just like sitting there and like the AI just feeds you experiences like, but hopefully things won't go that way. I mean, I feel like the future never works out how anyone predicts it to, So hopefully it'll go a different path, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I just know personally I am terrible at mental math. I'm like, is that something I should work on? Or is it like, (laughs) there's a a lot of things I'm working on. So I'm like, do I really want to be working on multiplication tables when I'm trying to like learn how to play instruments and stuff. But yeah, (laughs) it just made me realize I'm like, wow, there's, Things that I could do better when I was ten that I can't do now. Which is
0: not super reassuring. Based on what you said, I think I just got the thought about it and you know how do I just say it? how do I say it? Damn, it thought just actually escaped me. Um oh no, there you go. It's back. <laughs> um, you know how based on our day to day the amount of stuff that we consume, just like stuff that we do for work, the stuff that we listen to the music that we listen to, um, the ideas that we might have, all these different things, like, all these different vectors of things just coming at us, coming at us, coming at us. And just, like, with the advent of AI in the future, it's probably going to be, like, you're just going to exponentially create things. Like, some of it is going to be created by humans. Most of it is going to be created by artificial intelligence, where it's going to be to the point where most of the stuff you consume is just completely made up just to, like feed into whatever you're interested in right so i was thinking that like i mean we still have we i think we've had that conversation our brains still have not evolved and that's probably going to lead to like the other part of just us getting dumber yeah just or regressing to the point where we're just going to be slobs or just or most people not maybe me and you're just (laughs) doing side quests just to like the shits and giggles but most people are just going to be Sitting down, consuming all the time, having periods of time where they just eat or they do the basic things, but that's it. And then also too, it goes back to our earlier person for a conversation where like a lot of people are closed-minded anyway. So I don't necessarily think having more time will give them the opportunity to just be like, Oh, maybe there's some other stuff out there. Maybe for people like us, we'll go like that. We'll be like, Oh yeah, so we have all this extra time. Let me go learn these other skills or just do other things that I would be more interested in doing. Uh, they'll just be like, oh, I have all this extra time. Now I could binge watch um, like 10 Netflix series about 10 different outcomes of this show that were all created by AI. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's already so much content to consume now. It's like overwhelming. Exactly. And like, yeah, I try not to prioritize that. Like I do watch TV and stuff like anyone else, but it's like, I don't just get home from, well, I don't leave for work since I work from home, but it's not like after work, I just get home and put on a TV show and watch that until I fall asleep. But there's so much out there that is, if that is what you do, like as we have more and more free time, I could see for a majority of people that just getting consumed by more and more content. And I feel like that long-term, that's a very unfulfilling way to live. Like when you get to your deathbed and you're like, oh, I just spent all of my life just watching TV shows and sitting on the couch, eating shitty food, like yeah that's that's kind of sad to think that that could be the way that like most people live their lives going forward um yeah and i i mean you can't even blame them like new movies and tv shows are super tempted like i i started the new season of fargo this morning even though i like wanted to work on banjo and stuff but i was like i can only watch one episode which I actually did hold two but okay. i definitely get the draw of like at the end of that episode i'm like i want to watch the next one but luckily, yeah. i had the discipline of like maybe i can watch one episode a day if i have time but i get the total appeal but uh yeah i can see how that'd get harder to make good decisions as it gets more and more like tailored exactly for the algorithm knows this what you interact with or it's like hyper personalized so it's like made like it's the perfect tv show made for you how that can be hard to resist especially if you're depressed because you just lost your job to AI and all like, oh, this time you have no idea what to do next, you're like, oh, I'll just disassociate and watch uh, AI-generated TV shows.
0: And you're week. just
1: um, pleasure yourself with entertainment. Yeah. And like like I've said before, once VR porn like hits the mainstream, I think that's going to be <laughs> a fucking scary
0: epidemic. Um, I, I was thinking about that, too, the other day. And I'm just like, I'm going on this new thing, bro. I think I'm going to do, like, no fap. But like, not no fat for like. I'm gonna to try to see like if I could do it for like a year or type of thing. I know like go completely monk mode, bro. It's like it's gonna be crazy. That that would be a lot. Um,
1: Matt and Chain Secret podcast, my favorite podcast. One of them tried. Well, he didn't go no fat, but he tried to do no porn. He's oh, trying yeah. to he's trying know, to cut no it porn. out forever. But uh, yeah, I think he made it like nine months and then he completely relapsed. So if you're able to pull that off, I would be I'd be very very impressed.
0: Ah, bro, it's going to be a tough challenge. Um, But the thing is, like, it almost seems that you can't get away from porn. Um, And then, follow my train of thought here. It's not like, it's kind of like most of the stuff we consume, like, let's say you were to go on Instagram, TikTok at one point. It's like you're going to see some titties. And you're gonna see some ass. So much,
1: and I think I know. like my algorithm, it's like hard for me to look away. <laughs> exactly, and then just like feeds you more and more, so I can't fucking open up anything without like seeing some, some titties and ass. Yeah, some thirst trap. And It's like fuck. It's like well, now I just need to open a new tab and like go <laughs> see the real thing. So it's <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. God, which I'm like, what is that doing to kids? Because that must be doing the same thing to them. I couldn't imagine
0: like the desensitization is gonna happen. It's just like honestly, I think there's there has to be. I think there's gonna be a counter move. Like, in the future, I don't know how long it's going to take for people to realize that we should probably not consume as much of this in the future, so we're just going to live out in the woods or, or like, limit our exposure to technology by, like, 90% or something. Or we'll have, like,
1: a backlash when the government will, like, outlaw all porn and then it'll still be there and it'll be, like, that (laughs) we'll call prohibition with, like, jerking off. (laughs) It's like, yeah,
0: you wouldn't, like, $10 to jerk off.
1: (laughs) Well, I heard, I thought some... Some state or some country just fucking outlawed porn or something like that. Or I think God, Virginia yeah. or something, there's I think there's at least one state where you have to like upload your license to verify oh, that you're old enough I did to watch see porn, something like that. But I thought another I can't imagine it'd be a state, but like some country just like outlawed it. Which Yeah, I think you're right. That seems fucking extreme.
0: I remember there was a state about that. I think like if or in order for you to access Pornhub, you have to like Show some type. Yeah, like, I think it was the ID part. You have to upload that. Which that would fucking suck. Like, have your ID associated. Then, assuming you have to be <laughs> logged into the account anytime you go. On. So like, oh, like, exactly. Yeah,
1: that will suck when there's a fucking data leak and you can exactly. see every like, video. Oh, that everyone's hey,
0: like Oh at. midgets again. Yes. <laughs> oh, midgets again. But like, I think it's there's a aspect of porn that yeah, like it's always it, you can't escape in that sense. So it's like. I remember even our, the TikTok that we have for our personal account for for the pod. Um, I'm just I, like you know we got shadow banned, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know for what Orion terror ban, you said. Yeah, it was the Orion Terraban. I used I, I don't know maybe ChatGPT kind of fucked us up because I used the caption of oh follow what our takes are about how women treat men how men treat jobs in jake's corner and then zero views and i'm like okay and then all the other videos that i had after zero views zero views and i'm like <laughs> shit so i took down that video and i it said to like wait a little while before uploading again like other clips so we'll see because i still have like a bunch in the in the pipeline i'm like shit i thought we were gonna do good like you know we're gonna go from 75 consistent views to like 90 and then after 90 like to 100 mm-hmm. all right because how uh, about like they, they kind of chopped us at the foot but yeah um where was i going with that um but overall yeah oh oh is it is our like when you go on the feed is it just fucking thirst traps yes bro it's like there was this girl i mean she was not even attractive it was like weird in the sense of like she was not that attractive but she was talking about how it actually it was kind of weird you know what she did what there was two videos one video is just like she's doing this thing with like she had like big boobs she's kind of like a chubby girl and then she's like, like just like slicing it's like she's using her hand up and down and then like her boobs are jiggling uh, like, okay i can see i can picture it yeah yeah so she was doing that and then i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> and so i clicked onto like her profile and then she had like a bunch of other videos her and her boyfriend and at one point i don't understand how the fuck this is like gets pushed out do you know what she did she took off her they were on a kind like of boat or something and her boyfriend has long hair like kind of like you could do a ponytail out of it. Yeah, she took off her underwear that she's wearing, like her panties, and then she went over to her boyfriend, took his because he was like kind of like fishing or something, and then she took his hair and then like wrapped her panties like around his hair. Him, his hair, like and for like to make it a bun. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, this gets... And then they had like over 100k views. I was to say, probably had like a million views. Yeah, it, it was like well over 100k, probably even more than that. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is like... You're pushing all this content. And then two guys just talking about just a regular video about Dr. Ryan Theraband. And they get shadow banned. I'm like, we should oh. just put video like
1: generic videos of girls with tits. for our Yeah, sitcoms. maybe. Just AI-generated
0: AI <laughs> waifus. Yeah, so... Like the, and then like being on TikTok, like I I kept going down our timeline of just like a bunch of like a bunch of weird shit about, and it's always like some nudity associated with it at one point.
1: It's crazy. This is like getting pushed to kids. Like so many kids are on TikTok. Yeah. Luckily, somehow I've avoided getting addicted to TikTok. Like I have it on my phone and I almost never open it unless someone sends me a TikTok. But I've been going on Facebook more often recently, (laughs) um, which I attribute to that. That mass shooting that happened like last month. Like I was never oh,
0: shit. Yeah. I didn't open
1: up Facebook much, but then that happened as like so I was looking what people were posting about it, since like that's mm-hmm. where like most people that live near there post. So then that just got me in the habit of it. Now I just find myself fucking mindlessly opening Facebook, which is like has nothing good on it. Yeah. But like going through their version of TikToks, like the Facebook reels or shorts or whatever. Yeah. It's all the same shit. Yeah. It's just like hot girls doing stupid shit. So um then I also had a weird realization when was with my friends of like how mass shootings seem to be good for the economy, which is scary. <laughs> like it's how like, so? it, well, it's just like getting me more like I'm interacting more on in social media now. I'm not like uh-huh. posting or anything, but I'm like going on it more. I'm sure that happened for a lot of people. Like they're constantly checking and then you get mm-hmm. distracted by other stuff and posting. And then also like all the gun stores in that area. They, like, posted the next day, like, the lines around the building of, like, oh, everyone really? just buying guns after that, which I'm pretty sure that's, like, a common thread everywhere of, like, mm-hmm. after a mass shooting, people just go and buy a ton of guns, which... Today, dear, what? secured. I mean, I kind of get it. It's like, yeah, like, I want to have a gun if, like, there's mass shooters. But, um, and then I'm sure going on social media, you're seeing more ads, probably, like, more consumption and things like that. And I'm just like, that's scary if, like, mass shootings... Are good for the economy like having those two two th- those two things linked is a scary correlation i hope <laughs> people that are in power and manipulate things aren't like using that to make money yeah
0: that's, but i'm like that's, that's not
1: that's not too like it's not too different from like the military industrial complex making a ton of money off war it's just like basically like a localized version of that so i don't know conspiracy theory mind i had while also tripping it's like ah that's scary if those two things are linked
0: there might be i mean i did at the what i'm realizing man i think at the end of the day all of the conspiracy theorists they sound crazy but in time they've been proven right they have a pretty good track record. i, I hope there was like if there was like a dashboard where we could see like crazy theories like, from, like, over time, like, people yeah. who said stuff back, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and then we just tabulated it over time. It's like, okay, let's see how how right they were about this. And it was, like, a way to objectively measure of, like, oh, they were, like, 60% right. Ah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that we're experiencing now, um, it, it's kind of – it's been theorized by people over time. Um, So, it's just, like, now it's, like, a symptom of – Like, mass shootings in general, it's kind of crazy where we... It's like a normal thing. Yeah. It happens so often. We're like, yeah, just another mass shooting. Like, when you told me about it, it's like I was picturing a bunch of other ones in my mind. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, the Buffalo. You remember the one that happened in Buffalo earlier last year?
1: Yeah, was that the grocery store one. Yeah, the grocery store one. Yeah, I saw the video of that because I think he, like, live streamed it. I was like, holy fuck, it was terrible. Like... It was... He just pulls up. There's like a lady walking outside the grocery store and she like drops something on the ground. Like, I think she like drops some change and she just picks up, like, re- reached over to grab it, stands up and he immediately shoots her in the head. I'm like, Holy oh my f- fucking like, God. It's like, imagine you're just like at the grocery store, you like drop some change on the ground, you're like, fuck. And the next thing you know, you're, you're dead. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, b-
0: you're b- blown, your brains blown out, Jesus. Yeah.
1: And then he just goes in and like fucking shoot. But there's like some people he like points the gun and he's like, Oh, you're good and just like lets him live. And I was like, Holy oh, fuck. Whoa. Like, yeah so that was terrifying but yeah yeah I didn't watch that and I don't live in my home state anymore and that was like several towns from where I live is like 100 miles from where I live which isn't super far away I know people from Mm -hmm. that town but like definitely hits home a lot closer when it's like a local area like I'd never had that experience before but like when that happens like holy shit that can like happen anywhere like yeah, you're just going about your life. You could just go to a convenience store, and the next thing you know, you're like getting shot. So <laughs> just to get your blo- brains blown out out of nowhere, and there's nothing, nothing you can
0: do to prevent it because it's like seems completely random. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because that's literally what happened. Just and it, that that happens in a lot of other ways. Like Sandy Hook happened when 2011. Wait, or f- 14? Like, I remember I can't Obama remember. was in office.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember. Probably yeah, somewhere
0: in that range. Yeah, so when whenever it happened, I, yeah, you know, I mean, it was kids too. We yeah. would think that at that point where there would be like an inflection point in the country of just being like, yo, we need to like very seriously consider this issue that we're having. I think it's more, it's not only like, oh, these people are just like crazy people. There's just like another ailment. There's like America's sick in yeah. ways that we're just like ignoring it. And then we're just like saying, oh, everything is fine. And then you walk outside and you see a bunch of homeless people. You're like, yeah, they're intense. Yeah, but you know, they just fucked up. But like, no, yeah. that's not, it's not only like mental health. It's not only just that. There's just like these other sicknesses that haven't been explored enough in our society that's leading to all of these ailments that we're experiencing, like mass shootings rapid mental health issues that are happening like a lot of like nice good people if you were to have like a good conversation with them with um like some of the people that are like homeless they're not evil people that you know they were doing crazy stuff and that's why they're homeless it's just that you know they had a couple of bad breaks in life or things like that and then they're in like in a bad situation and they have like no hope in the sense of it's going to be very they're like finding like reintegrating when you're homeless is like crazy difficult bro
1: and when you're like your day-to-day is just your only thoughts is like how do i survive how do i eat tonight how do i not freeze tonight like having the mental space and resources and energy to like figure out how to dig your way out of that hole is seems almost impossible and it does seem like probably at least a large percentage of like homeless people do have some type of mental disorder which yeah that makes it almost impossible as well like i have a family member that's, like, severely bipolar, like, in a mental institution. And, like, she just constantly talks about nonsense. Like, she's not in reality. Like, she thinks oh, wow. she invented Microsoft Windows 11 <laughs> and all these things and talks See, I, about... How's the person behind it? Yeah. So, it's just, like, when you're not even living in reality, luckily, she's not on the street. But I mean, a mental institution isn't that mm-hmm. much better. It's just, like, there's almost no way for you to get yourself out of that situation. And it's just, like... Yeah. Just compiling, too, because, like, the economy is getting harder. Like, mental yeah. health is
0: declining. Like, these things are just we're, happening. We're all on the brink, bro. It's like, even me, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to have, like, a break where, like, honestly, I wouldn't necessarily ever think I would be a homeless person. But I'm not that far away of just thinking that it'll never happen to me. You never know, bro. Like, yeah. You're going to have, like, a psychotic break where you just are not able to do a lot for a short period of time. And next thing you know, boom. You're in the streets and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like you like the thing, I think one of the aspects that a lot of people, even though like you're right hundred percent that a lot of them do have mental health issues, but they were they didn't always have mental health issues. Yeah. It's like there's something happened that caused that break. And there's just like once that break happened, in order for them to realign themselves, it just didn't happen. And then everything just kept compounding. <laughs> Economy's tough. You're fucked. You don't have a home. How are you going to get a job? You're fucked. It's like you, your phone. You don't have like a phone in order for you to like send resume. Or, you know, like all these different yeah. things that we take for granted. You're just not able to do it. And then boom. Yeah. The
1: and the mental health thing could be completely out of your control. Like exactly. Someone could have abused you as a child or you could have seen something really traumatic or like you were a soldier and you got PTSD yeah. and shit and your life fell apart. Like, yeah, a lot of it is out of your control. And it's scary because... It'd be interesting if they could, like, interview homeless people and how many of them never thought they'd be homeless. Like, Yeah. Because, yeah, just scary that, yeah, we're here. We don't think we'll ever be it, but, like, who knows, 20 years from now we could be fucking living on in a tent on the side of the road.
0: You never know, bro. It's like I've – but one thing, too, it's kind of, like, sad in a way where I think I've lost – there was a point of me and during that two- to three-week period I was telling you about – I think I lost compassion for my fellow man in a sense of just like this aspect that we do whenever we see somebody who's homeless, we just walk by them yeah, and we disregard them. And everybody's just like, Oh, I'm just worried about my life. I'm just going to do my thing. But one of the things I was thinking about when I saw like a, a couple of homeless people, I was like, damn, like, I would like to know their life story. It's just like, I, for some reason I just wanted to sit down and talk to them. Yeah. Like just to like, Not like necessarily we have to talk philosophy or whatnot, but you know, just listen to the person because most of their existence, like being out in the street, they probably don't feel seen or heard or anything. They just are forgotten by society and they have like nothing to really hold on to at certain points. So that's, I mean, that was just me like romanticizing that idea. And then at one point I was like, yeah, I can't, like, I felt a part of me as a human being kind of died. And actually I had to like recapture it in the sense of like just being like, no, you always have to feel empathy and you can't just like say, oh, that's not my problem. I mean, that's, it's their problem, but still it's just like, you have to have some type of compassion for them yeah. I mean, at all times. Like, even though, you know, they have mental health, they might have all these different obstacles that they're facing, but you could still feel for them, Yeah. even though you might not be in a position of just being like, yo, let me just help out your life on it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've had very similar
1: feelings, especially coming, like growing up in a place that literally has like no homeless people are like a very Mm -hmm. small percentage. And then I remember going to like some smaller cities, like, cause I grew up in a very small town and like seeing homeless people for the first time. And they'd like come up and talk to me and I'd like talk to them and like, end up giving them money and stuff. And everyone's like, don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, Mm -hmm. how can you just ignore them? But then again, like once you have 20 people approach you and like asking for money and stuff at some point you're like, If I gave money to every homeless person I encountered, like, I would become homeless because I don't have the resources (laughs) for it. And then at some point, you're just like, you have a, if you have a conversation with them, you're probably more likely to feel bad enough to, like, donate money. So then you just, like, start ignoring them and just, like. Exactly. It's so hard because there's, like, such an overwhelming amount of homeless people. It's, like, what can you do? Like, one person can't fix it. Like, even these cities can't fix it. Yeah. And it's just, like, Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. It's like a moral quandary. And I've also thought like it would be nice to just like sit and talk to them and hear about their life story because like these are people and they probably have interesting pasts or just like mm-hmm. figuring out how they got there. But it's like, yeah, it's a romanticized idea. I hope someday I can do it. But just like it's hard to do it in reality, I think. Um, and then yeah. I'm not, I've never I haven't looked into this deeply. I've just regurgitating stuff I've heard on podcasts, but just like how treating the homeless problem is like a money making industry. Like people are making mm-hmm. a lot of money working in these different like government departments for yeah. homelessness. And like,
0: you don't even solve the problem. Yeah. There's
1: <laughs> so much money going into it. And they're like, if we solve this problem, my $150,000 a year job goes away. So it's just like,
0: the incentives in that property yeah, line.
1: Yeah. The incentives are not there. And it's like yeah. charity, man. Yeah. So it's again, another problem. It's like, what do we do about it? And it's, it's only getting worse and it's going to have Unexpected downstream effects like It's surprising that there's not more Crime or violence By like homeless people because I mean once you get to That point and you, you, see you, all you have these other people, Yeah you have nothing to lose and like It's a life or death situation To you at a certain yeah. point like especially If you're living in, like a colder climate Or you don't have food or you're sick or something it's like Why not go into a store And rob it to get food or I don't know just like fucking take out your anger On some random people so, it is pretty surprising, like, how low the instance rate is of, like, violent crime by homeless people.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, you're right about that. And also, too, I've always thought about it in the sense of, like, if I were to be homeless, I'd come into crime so I could be in jail, man. At least they'd feed you in jail. I've, I've thought the
1: same thing, too. It's like, I, yeah, I'd rather be, but I mean, I guess maybe you like the freedom. Like, maybe that's the one good thing about being homeless is that you yeah. do have complete freedom. Yeah, too so, much freedom, yeah. But yeah, I think I'd rather have food and like structure. And I, I guess probably jail isn't the best community, but yeah, it seems like people make lifelong friends in jail. <laughs> uh, I've heard from interviews with like ex-cons, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, especially like in these places like LA where there's these huge homeless communities.
0: Yeah, they're like literally, it's literally a community.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they don't like band. Like if they all banded together and they're like, oh, we're just gonna like go fuck up this block. We're going to occupy these stores and like take all the resources like what would really be stopping them they really don't have much to lose and there's a ton of them so I'm just like surprised something like that hasn't happened and I wonder if that will happen in the future
0: yeah I I don't know it's just like we've that's the problem of the way that we have things set up especially in America it's just like everything is made out of business out of yeah. like we just said like the Homelessness problem, yeah. We're gonna create a business out of it. And there's like a probably a CEO of a foundation, probably like pulling like two hundred, fifty K. And they're like, How are we creating all these PowerPoints and dashboards about like this is how many homeless people we have, like talking, oh we need funding, we need more funding. It's like they're making all these different things and as opposed to like building like a ground up approach of being like, Okay, if the people have mental health, why can't we just build more mental um mental health institutions like just if this person has bipolarism or all these different things let's put them over there or like all or something like finding solutions that once you could you could try to rehabilitate people and probably possibly in the future get something out of them in a sense of like making them whole yeah so
1: yeah Who and knows? thinking of the foundations and stuff too probably a lot of the funding they get they're like how can I help my friends out? Like, Oh, my friend owns a clothing company. Oh, we're going to use this to buy a bunch of their blankets to give to them. Or yeah. So it is, it's just like a Ponzi scheme. Like it's like, let's solve everything by like using a capitalistic model, which I do kind of hate the like everybody shitting on capitalism type of thing, but it's just like, yeah, most of these social things probably shouldn't have like a for profit model. Yeah. Um, And even if they are nonprofits, like they're still providing profit for like friends, that they have that like own for-profit businesses
0: um talking about not-for-profits how did you feel about this whole back and forth with sam altman getting fired getting rehired yeah i don't know what to think like i'm just
1: wondering what prompted that like because i did hear that like i don't know if it's researchers or someone was saying that there was some type of big breakthrough that happened in the background that could possibly jeopardize humanity or something like that i'm paraphrasing Mm -hmm. but I'm like, is that the reason it happened? And it is weird that, like, they did break and bring him back and then they, like, replaced the whole board, didn't they? Right. Like, they have a whole new board of directors and
0: pretty much. It's like, but it's like, if you think about it, if they replace the whole board, it's going to be people that are probably close aligned with Microsoft. So, is there going to be any accountability of, like, oh, we have this not for profit model? But it's like, oh, but everybody on the board kind of aligns with Microsoft or, like, has a vested interest to not necessarily be against whatever happens so it's like we're we're right back to like the issue of like in the beginning of like oh let's make sure that it's a not-for-profit that benefits all of humanity it's not going to be it's
1: just so ironic that the name's like open ai and
0: they're completely
1: like closed yeah i can't remember is it larry summers is that one of the guys on the boards like it's like a bunch of yeah like corporate finance people that are like literally just like if there's an agi thing they're gonna probably just suck up all the value yeah even if it's like gonna have huge detrimental effects to society. So, yeah, it's scary. I mean, from the interviews I've seen, I like Sam Altman, but again, it's like even if he does have good intentions and is a good leader, (laughs) like you still answer to the board, which they've already shown that they're willing to can him. And one person can't really, I don't think, save a whole organization if like the incentives aren't set up that way.
0: The road to hell was filled with good intentions. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know. I, I think I feel the same about Sam. Like I the interviews that he had with Lex, he's—I mean—he's very. She's a genius. He's, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it actually goes back to that—a part of the speech that I was telling you—that Kennedy speech. I have to send it to you. Maybe yeah. it does have an effect on you too. But there was one point of the speech that there was an aspect of humanity. What we've been able to do historically to one another, we can't necessarily trust that we'll do the right thing um it's kind of like in a sense we're not to be trusted i mean we we have like a natural tendency to trust one another like like friendships and whatnot and just seeing like oh maybe they'll do the right thing or like maybe if we put these people in charge they'll do the right thing but like time and time again we've always been disappointed by the outcomes because like over time in the beginning it might be great but well, over time, the incentives misalign themselves. So a few people benefit from the sufferings of the masses. So it's happened since like the dawn of time. And it's probably gonna happen again. And probably like this AI business is just an extension of that, where the people that are on the board of OpenAI, the people that are invested in Microsoft, the people that have all these senior level um, positions at the end, when this thing, like this AGI comes through, they're the ones who are going to benefit most from it. This corporation. So, it's going to be like a very few select people winning and then everybody else is just like like, losing their jobs, like just living homeless. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. You should have not been homeless. Like, Oh, shit. You should have also created an uh, AGI that's beneficial for everyone, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have thought of that too. I'm like, should I be buying Microsoft stock now if it does like (laughs) <laughs> suck up all the value in the economy does it have an exponential um, upward potential but I, looked, I think the like stocks are like trading around like 380 a share so I'm like eh <laughs> I'd rather put that in crypto but yeah, <laughs> maybe a year from now
0: I'll be like fuck now they're worth a million dollars a share I should have bought one <laughs> I mean at one point like the valuations I mean like, how much can they take I mean well, let's see the world economy is over 300 trillion dollars so I don't know.
1: I'm that surprised Microsoft is very close to Apple in market cap. I didn't.
0: I thought there was like more
1: of a gap. Like Apple and Microsoft are like pretty close to each other. Yeah, I remember I you
0: mentioning that. I was surprised too.
1: Yeah, I can't remember how many trillion, but it's yeah.
0: I think it's like wait, would you were expecting that Microsoft would be much higher than Apple? Well, no, I
1: thought Apple was that because like isn't Apple still like the richest company in the world or whatever? Like yeah, I didn't think that. Micro, like Microsoft is pretty close. So I'm like, holy shit, like they're. There are several companies that are like worth an obscene amount of money, which I'm surprised that Apple does not seem to be investing as much into AI. Like it seems like that could be a huge downside for them.
0: Yeah, like moving forward.
1: Yeah, since Siri like still seems to suck. So it's just like you're the richest company in the world. Like you're getting into like the VR XR space. I'm surprised they're not like going full in on AI as well. They're, like, the only tech company that's really not because, I mean, Google is. Yeah. Facebook. Google's going all in. Yeah, Microsoft. Like, yeah, it's just weird that Apple's, like, sitting this out. Unless they're, like, working on something in the background that's just
0: going to blow everything else out of the water. But I feel like that's unlikely. Uh, I think you're right. Um, I think it's kind of like there's this one other talk that Charles had. And Microsoft also, too, back in the 90s, there was a talk that they had with like their board of governors or like researchers they went to their researchers or like whoever was the ceo at the time said go do some research as to the trends of the 21st century like what's going to happen next and then they went and did the research and came back and they came out with what's going to be popular is mobile computing um social media and there was another aspect like a third one and then Microsoft went 0 for 3 on all of them. <laughs> because guess what? I mean, mobile computing, um, Apple came through and kind of like took that over, like uh, iPhone and whatnot, and also to even Android and mostly. Microsoft knew about it way back when, and they did nothing. Yeah, their mobile uh,
1: phone seemed, I never owned one,
0: but they seemed to suck. Like, oh, yeah, phone did not take <laughs> off. And then the social media, guess what happened? It's like all these things, Facebook, um, my space for a period of time um tick tock all these different things came and that they knew that it was gonna be a thing but they didn't do anything about it and i think also i think maybe the third one was streaming oh, <laughs> and yeah. then guess what netflix everything else came through and they're like ah oh, damn it so yeah, they're think, good at
1: predicting the trends apparently they did not capitalize on them at all
0: wait i think the third one was actually um search engine i think yeah. that was it and then google <laughs> Google was came through and was like, Oh yeah, so that's us. So all these different things, they knew the trends, like you said, but they, they did nothing on it. So maybe that's an extension of what's gonna happen next. But but I think they're really getting on top of this AI. They they yeah. got they're like, Fuck it, man. We went over three in the nineties, and we could have been worth like you imagine you were literally Google, Apple, and um yeah, Google again. I don't know Google, yeah. Apple, and or Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! They would literally be like what? They're trading at three point five trillion. They would literally be eleven, probably twelve trillion dollars. One company. Yeah, Bill Since Gates have owned literally everything. Exactly. So uh, maybe yeah, with uh, with AI, if they could get it. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of other AIs that are coming through, so there just won't be one B1 that takes everything. Hopefully not. I mean, unless there's one that just
1: like is way more advanced than the other ones and can just, like, sabotage the rest. So that's, like, if it's smart enough to be able to, like, disrupt technology so no other AI could be developed, which yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but that would be a dystopian <clears throat>, possible future situation. But yeah. I need to watch their pref- press conference. I think it was called
0: Microsoft Ignite. Oh, yeah. I think, I've, I, think I saw it on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I never <laughs> checked it. I heard someone talking about it. I guess they're going, like,
1: all Microsoft's going all in on like closed um, source AI and open source AI somehow so they're heavily <laughs> investing in both which I don't know I'm hoping open source AI eventually will win out but it's so hard to tell
0: yeah the closed source part I think overall and as especially as the future goes open source will have much better they'll have greater impact and greater benefits than closed source. Because what happens with closed source, it's like the same people working on the same thing. Yeah. Because over time, okay, the other one person leaves. Okay, is he gonna try to create all these closed source applications somewhere else? No, not really. They're probably gonna try to maintain what they have. So but the open source world, it's like you have so many different people with so many different ideas that are it's out in the open domain. And then from those from it being out in the open domain, there's greater opportunities for innovation and just like Things that could happen with like that accessibility so yeah i think open source long term will be i mean (laughs) we're invested in open source protocols
1: yeah i want to check out i i saw um there's this like open source version of photoshop basically i think it's called Krita or something i'd used it in the past but it's basically a free version of um photoshop and they just recently integrated um Stable Diffusion or Stable Diffusion XL. I think you might be able to choose the model, mm-hmm. but now it has like built-in AI in the Photoshop software. So they're like already competing with Adobe for completely free, which uh, I still need to check it out to see how it works, but it seems pretty advanced. Like they have different things like where they have like a stick figure poser so you can like pose the stick figure and then kind of give it a prompt and oh. just do like very basic stuff. And it like turns into like a height of uh, high fidelity render and they have in painting and out painting and all the stuff. So, I want to check that out and it like all runs locally on your PC as well. So I would assume it's not censored, which also would be a lot better since um, the Adobe the AI, it seems like they've censored it even more and more. So like even things that aren't like pornographic or violent, like mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll try to do it and it like won't allow me to generate. So oh, I um, see. I think that's another big, big thing for open source is not all the like strict censorship that all the closed source stuff seems to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, censorship is going to get easier with technology moving forward. But like, hopefully open source could really, like, I mean, it shouldn't be, ah, that's the thing. You said that slippery slope, right? And like, yeah, open source should be open, but not like completely open because craziness is going to happen. Yeah. But I think I saw what you mentioned with like the stick figures. I think it showed up on one of my X feeds where they're literally saying that TikTokers and only fan girls are gonna be so fucked because that's how you generate a image of like a woman that's so attractive. You pair it up with like a stick figure to like add some animation to it, create that animation and upload it. This is like a completely fake person. Yeah. So flooding the markets, like imagine maybe like the first hundred don't catch up, but like a hundred and first, and then like a regular girl is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just do some stupid dance and hopefully go viral, but say, like, Oh yeah, you're gonna do that. You and like a thousand other <laughs> AI <laughs> chicks. So it's like you're
1: fucked. I saw there's already AI models and influencers. Like this yeah. company made one and they're making like forty thousand dollars a month off her. And I like Shoot. looked her up on Instagram. It looks like a real person and I think she has like three hundred thousand followers. Wow. And- They started a TikTok, which like the videos aren't very good since like AI video technology isn't that good. But I mean, it's going to get there. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to like completely change the influencer landscape when like companies can just have like an in-house AI model that they generate. And yeah, OnlyFans like. Yeah. Once they have really good open source, like if they had an open source version of even Dolly 3 right now, like Dolly 3 is so good, but so censored. Mm -hmm. If open source that was uncensored, was that that like you could already create like pretty intense like pornographic images i'm i'm assuming so
0: that's gonna happen
1: (laughs) yeah and once the video stuff gets there yeah like only fans people are gonna probably get tanked unless i mean i'm sure the appeal of like talking to a real girl and all that shit is probably there for a lot of people but it might be indistinguishable where you think you're talking to a real person it's like the ai is generating all the responses and can make the custom content exactly how you want so yeah it's scary to think like it seems like almost anything except for like physical labor jobs until robotics gets to that point. seems like everything's going to be pretty impacted by AI.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny that you mentioned the part where it's like maybe the interaction um, aspect will not be lost for OnlyFans models because I think I saw like a video way back when Andrew Tate was really popping off and they're like, who is this guy? And at one point he was saying that he hired, I think, one of his claims to fame or how he made a lot of money was that he was one of the first people to do like webcam models. Yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing is, is like for the webcam models, he said that they were all dumb in the sense of guys would like reach out like, hey, what are you going to do to me? And they would just like say some stupid stuff. And then it actually, it was like him and his brother or like other other guys literally responding <laughs> to the guys. <laughs> so like, they was like the girl, the OnlyFans, um, girl would like under the webcam model at the time i guess would like pretend that like she's typing and then it would be him <laughs> like in edut- the back. exactly in the back <laughs> like typing is like yeah this is what that guy would want and then that actually that was what the guy would want to hear because i guess it only a guy knows but these yeah. women were just like ah no nah. well i
1: think and, um yeah because he manages only girls too now or he did i don't know if he still does now but yeah i think a lot of these agencies that manage only girls like they have people on staff that do all the responses and interactions <laughs> and stuff so i mean most of the time you're probably not even talking to that person anyway if you're like paying for that which is yeah i guess it's about the fantasy but yeah i don't think it's very genuine now unless it's probably like a very small independent only fan star
0: yeah i mean uh we'll see <laughs> she's independent <laughs> yeah so i mean think about it right let's say that that no longer becomes an economy so what are women gonna do? Like women, they're like, "Oh, you know what? I'll just monetize myself." So if the monetization aspect just becomes unprofitable, is that gonna push traditionalism back?
1: That's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would have, like, yeah, if there's not an economic value of being hot online, like, yeah, I feel like there'd still be at least a social value or like value in person for that until I guess we have like sex robots and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Cause I mean, what is like—is that girl gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna get like a normal office job if those yeah. even still exist, or like become a barista and work way harder doing something that sucks to make way less money, or do I just like capitalize on my attractiveness while I'm young and try to get like a high value male and just like yeah. be a, a housewife?" Yeah, that could have huge, huge. like social ramifications. That yeah, I never even thought of that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean. I don't know. I want to be optimistic in the sense of saying that with how things are gonna go, especially with crypto and in the world, that a lot of people will be able to have economic agency and be able to like live their lives as they please. But I think that's gonna be restricted to a few, <laughs> like maybe me and you, where yeah. we do the things that we would want to do. But the things, the people that are gonna come into crypto ten years from now. At best, they have something to hold on to that's not going to lose value over time. Yeah.
1: God, that's so weird to think about, though. Like, if everything works out for us, which it seems like is more likely than not, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's going to be weird, like, the interactions with our friends and family that aren't investing in this, like, people that do get left behind Yeah, and haven't made this choice and they're buying power and freedom just becomes more limited over time. And so then we're, like, we're very free and hopefully can, like, help people out. But it's getting, like if we help everybody out, we're not going to have that freedom anymore. And just, yeah, even if things do work out really well for us, it seems like there'll be some downsides or at least some like complicated social situations we need to navigate with like
0: other people that haven't made these choices. Yeah. But like, how, how, how would you want to live life? Like, I know you have your passions that you would want to pursue, but would you want to be a guy that shows his wealth or like would you be very selective in terms of just saying that oh i'm just like independently i don't have to work and then you kind of live like a modest life yeah i think in
1: theory that's definitely the way i want to live like i don't want to like have like a mansion and fucking try to get like a private jet and shit like that like i've even thought i'm like keeping my car now that i just bought that i'm still paying off like Mm -hmm. as long as possible like i feel like It'd be cool if you're a millionaire and you still look like a normal person. Like you're still driving like a modest Mm -hmm. car and living in like a modest house. So I think that's the way I'd want to live. But part of me worries. I'm like, once you see all that money in your bank account, does it like change your brain? Is it like a slippery slope of like, oh, maybe I do just want like I want to get a Tesla. Nothing crazy like (laughs) I'm just gonna get a model three and then next thing you know you're like oh i want to get like the cybertruck <laughs> yeah and just like and then before you know it you're like burning through your money and like bawling out and stuff so i definitely like i've said before i want to like hopefully put that money into like a stable investment where i'm basically just like paying myself like a modest salary of like eighty to a hundred thousand dollars depending mm-hmm. on inflation and stuff but like living the equivalent of someone that's making eighty to a hundred thousand dollars in 2023 just hopefully living off the interest or like dividends of my investments. And yeah, hopefully doesn't give me like rich person, like brain rot and then can still maintain normal relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they won't think I'm like rich where they're like asking for handouts and stuff like that. And just like know that I have the agency and don't have to work a job I hate. So I can focus on the stuff I care about. I think that's
0: solid, but like as a follow up, right. It's like, I know the social interaction for it. I've been thinking about that. In a sense of, I us say, like, can say, me and you, we're both financially independent. We could do whatever we want, but there's a way that we're gonna carry ourselves in rooms that we go and like people, yeah. like friends, family. There's, there's like somebody who said it in a way where, I, he said it like in a sense of like being an American and traveling. Like, there's a way that we carry ourselves, but there's also another aspect of it, like not only being American, but we could take it to like the financial realm. It's like the way that we talk, the way that we walk <laughs> yeah it's like everything about us says like there's gonna be a, a level of freedom that's gonna be emblematic of like who we are as individuals and people are gonna notice that they're gonna be like yeah. you don't seem stressed of like what what and then they're gonna ask you questions you know like and you think like oh this is questions about do you want to know me more they're like no there's pretty much like they're trying to size you up to see if they could get something out of you and yeah. that's gonna be hard when it comes to just like moving in the future moving forward so yeah, especially
1: if you like meet people like, oh, what do you do for a living? You're like, oh, <laughs> whatever I want. I Exactly. I bought crypto, well, which probably wouldn't want to offer up depending on how you're trying to live life. But Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. I hadn't thought of that. Because like you can just like tell some people like if they've grown up rich or if they're like well off and stuff exactly. like just the way they answer questions or carry themselves. You're like, oh, that person's like obviously not stressed about money or like never grew up like stressed about money type of thing. Yeah. So I mean, I do think it would work in my favor that I'm already like pretty like easygoing and things like that. Like I don't mm-hmm. really complain about money now, even though I'm not rich or anything. But yeah, there. I think there'd definitely be changes, especially for people who have known you your whole life. And I've like mentioned that I'm investing in crypto and hope that this will work out to the point. So it's like at some point they're going to be like, oh, like you haven't mentioned crypto in a while. Like, did that ever work out for you type of thing? So <laughs> um, yeah, there'll be. I mean, I guess it's a better problem to have than like a problem of like you're living paycheck to paycheck in a job that you hate. So I guess I'd rather have to figure out how to navigate the situation than the
0: alternative, hopefully. And it also too, do you have like a set number that you wouldn't, it's kind of like the way I've been, remember after the the experience I was talking about, yeah. when I came back, I'm like just saying that, oh, this is enough. You know, like the number that I was thinking about is like, I wouldn't want to earn or, like, work hard to, like, or, like, strategize or everything past $5 million. Like, yeah. past $5 million, Like, I don't want, like, a $100 million house, all these different things. Like, could I, like, keep working towards that? Yeah. But, like, I think $5 million is enough to, like, carry me for the rest of my natural life. Yeah. So, and I wouldn't want to earn a – like, I would just want to earn pennies in terms of the interest of that. And that's that. Yeah, that's
1: I was thinking like six to eight million to like factor in like paying taxes and then hopefully Mm -hmm. having the residuals to be able to put into something where I'm getting four to six percent interest a year where I can be paying myself like a modest salary, maintaining hopefully a simple like maybe a slightly better quality of life than I have now Mm -hmm. and just having a ton of free time to learn how to play the banjo professionally.
0: So six to eight million is like the the cap? Yeah, yeah you would I s- mean, if
1: s- I got if I made ten million, I wouldn't be upset, type of thing. Oh, okay, but like, yeah, but yeah, like I wouldn't want to be in the hundreds of like. I feel like that's like, oh, yeah. it's like that's gonna <laughs> fucking fry your brain, type of thing.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. so I, I think that that amount of money it's kind of hard because in sense of like you need to have a financial advisor at that point. Yeah, like you have to delegate a lot of that because it's literally more money, more problems in the sense. Yeah, I mean, you could keep it, I guess, in a cold wallet. I mean, and at that point, like you could start like changing the lives of like people around
1: you but again it's like how does that affect social situations because exactly like, if you help someone out and give them enough money where like if you had 500 million dollars and you could just mm-hmm. give someone 10 million dollars and you give them enough money where it's like you should be able to live the rest of your life very comfortably and not have to work and then they fucking blow through it in two years and they come like and come right back, back asking for it so it's just like yeah i do think it's more money more problems even though it would give you like not just freedom over your life; it'd start to give you like agency to like change the world in ways that you want, or at least attempt to. I see. But yeah, I, I don't think I would want that. I think that'd be too stressful. I think enough to hopefully get me and my family through the rest of my life would be ideal. So yeah, yeah. ten million or
0: under. Ten million or under. Yeah, because I was thinking about like, I mean, five million you could do. I mean, five million is a great amount. Right? You yeah, could, one million. You if we make a million, like I was thinking, like even if I make
1: a few hundred thousand. That'd be nice. I could take a few years off. Hopefully, bank a bunch of it and then mm-hmm. invest for the next bull run, and then hopefully make enough to never work again. But
0: yeah, because because prior to like the, the experience, I was thinking that. I mean I do like investing. I like one of the aspects that I like so far is just that we were able to identify Vlad. You oh, were Don- able to identify. Vlad. Ah. I'm I'm very <laughs> grateful for all the. Not financial advice you've given me. Uh, The thing is, yeah, Vlad and the guy from LentFi, too. It's like, these are some solid guys. Like, like very... It's like, I think... Like, every time I think about myself, I'm like, yeah, my financial future lies in the hands of, like, five guys. But they're all solid five guys. Even if one of them were to, like, something unfortunate were to happen to them, the other four, they're really going hard. So... So I was thinking about, I was like, ah, you know, like this is like, like the experience of like researching, like I was actually looking up the, one of the emails I had sent back to Vlad, like in 2022, like early 2022 when it was like that, they were doing the ISPO that I was telling you about. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you have a member. For, I was like reading the email. So I initially sent it to him saying that I have I know people who um, have Cardano and would want to stake, like what's the timeline and horizon for like, the protocol and whatnot and then he was like and he didn't answer and then i was like i followed up and then he did answer and then i was like oh yeah great thank you for providing me that and yeah i'm like staking with you guys and i'm really hoping that this project becomes very good in the future and then like and and now seeing the evolution of the project like the people that are in the community like right now we have a lot of people doing marketing for it yeah. and they don't even get paid really it's just like they're just people who really like the project and or like creating these great visuals about like, oh, this is the launch of Hence Coin Like, this is a great project, very good long-term sustainability. Like, a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily think, like when I was investing in it way back when, did I bring it up to the forefront? And I'm like, oh, shit this is cool. Like yeah. we literally, I literally was part of a community before there was even a community.
1: Yeah. And it's cool that you're like asking about that and like staking and stuff. And now like relayers are live and you can delegate yeah. your funds. Like what last year was just like a hope is like now actually a reality that's come to fruition. Exactly. I haven't looked since I was able to finally successfully delegate. Are there a lot more relayers now? Like have.
0: Oh yeah, man. It's like over 20 now.
1: Like even when I was looking at I was like, wow, that's like already a lot of ends coin is like delegated. So like people are like, Keeping yeah. up with the project and like getting involved, which is yeah. super reassuring.
0: That is great because it is, goes to the aspect of the community part, where like the fifteen million, when it's like the fifteen million total supply, when actually is gets implemented, like what we're seeing right now. I think over twenty percent. Last I checked earlier today, there was like a post from one of the guys who was part of the, of the community. He said that over twenty percent has been staked so far. Wow. With that's... more real layers to come through. So I think he said, like, what's it 3.5 million hens have been staked? So, I mean, that shows like the active community participation. Yeah, that's and crazy. Hopefully, I mean, it's the only privacy protocol on Cardano. And then after that, yeah, man, it's like, I mean, we're like pre Bull Run and and a Bull Run and then the V2 aspect of like being integrated with every Cardano native token. Yeah. Oh. That's gonna be like I don't know, man. The numbers that we talked about might be very real. Like I think I, I think I told you that the range I put is like thirty dollars. That's like gonna be the, when I'm gonna start selling, but I think the most that it could reach at the top of a board is probably like four hundred. Yeah. But I mean, holding it all the way until then—that's kind of like irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. DCing out, but it's like at what
1: at what intervals are you exiting? Because um, that'd suck if you exited at thirty. I mean, you got in super low, so like even thirty would be a pretty good return for you. But that's ah, suck yeah, but to e- exit mostly at thirty, and then it does go up to four hundred. You're like, fuck it, like more than ten x after that. Would well, that be like thirteen x? Yeah, I'm gonna try to like because at at thirty, I would literally be a millionaire by then yeah that's crazy i'm not at those numbers so i gotta
0: i gotta kind of white knuckle it to the (laughs) hundred dollar range at least like fuck it i'm i'm waiting until the end yeah because i i i had like six i had like four thousand dollars i was just right before the launch i was like fuck it i'm throwing it in there oh nice so i did it and then i was like it's probably gonna if it dumps like i say i was thinking like oh if it goes live and it dumps very hard because you know like buy the rumor sell the news yeah if it gets down to like maybe 30 cents or 40 cents i'm like fuck i know i put in money when it was like around 60 cents it kind of sucks but i'll just like buy some more at like 30 or 40 cents but like so far it just seems that it's probably not gonna go down to those levels i mean yeah you never know maybe it does but i don't know bro i think it's gonna probably start trading above a dollar for most of next year and then at certain points, it's probably going to start escalating until the bull run happens where, like, over $30 will be, like... Like, $30, it's not necessarily I'm going to even exit most of my position. It's pretty much I'm going to probably, like, sell, like, 500 just so I can know how it yeah. feels to, like, sell a little bit. But, yeah, bro, it's, like, it's going to be a lot. And it's going to happen very quickly, in my opinion, too. Like, like today we're looking at it, it's like, oh, it's 30 And then, like, two weeks from now, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, 100 And you're like, What? <laughs> Yeah. So
1: well, I'm glad I'm um, happy for your sake it didn't tank after. I was hoping it would because I saw like right after it went live, it like went down by 10%. Yeah. It like, please, please go down. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at right now, it's at trading at almost 92 cents. Which yeah. I'm,
0: like,
1: I'm still waiting for my daily Coinbase to go through so I can transfer it to my wallet and do my Dex Hunter DCA. Yeah. And 92 cents is not what I like to see. I know. <laughs> it's, and then LenFi is on, it's, it's trading it's on at, a tear. LenFi is at 282. And I was like, fuck. So. I, God know, damn. I, I, mean, I, I know, You never know the markets. I, yeah. I mean, a year from now,
0: it'll be like, nice. It was only around a dollar. but Exactly. That's the problem with like a year from now. I'm telling you, we're going to have the same conversation in December. And it's probably going to be like the point, like the boring is going to probably start hitting. And we're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. We had that opportunity at 90 cents. And then now it's like 120. And we're like, how, if we knew it was going to go up 120x, we would have bought more at 90 cents. Yeah. I'm gonna continue DCing,
1: and my bills keep fucking increasing. Since now, like, damn, my with my inflation. car and
0: huh, inflation of the bills are
1: yeah. just well, just like now if I have student loans to pay back and oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I just had to like put tires on my car that was almost eight hundred dollars, and just like
0: <sighs> Jesus.
1: buying Christmas gifts and all that shit. And I start budgeting for rings okay. and things like that. So it's well, how much are you gonna spend? The ring? Are you I'm thinking like a... of? I'm not going to say that publicly just in case this oh, ever shit. comes oh, to light. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> we've discussed it though. It's not going to be anything crazy. It'll oh, okay, be, okay, I've, okay. I've made it very clear to her it's probably going to be in the four digit range and potentially okay. in
0: the low to middle four digit range. At Wait, most. why don't we, why don't you like, like give like a, like, you know, like a stainless steel, like a nice, I don't necessarily know how to say like just a cheap ring, right? Like, I know. I would I'd like to give her like
1: a, well, she definitely wants to show it off, which she's not very clear, but it's like, wish I could give you this like placeholder one. And then what after the bull run, (laughs) then we can talk about five digit rings. But, um, that idea did not sit well. I didn't even propose it. That was just in my head. So (laughs) I can imagine it would probably not go well. Cause if the bull run doesn't happen, she's kind of just stuck with a a shitty ring. Um, (laughs) But so, yeah, I'm going to continue DCing in my $30 a day. Once I get through the holidays and stuff if if things free up hopefully I can bump it up again to like $40 a day. But definitely like my tax return and hopefully yeah. um, if I get some money for Christmas and stuff I'm going to put that put that into investing since now seems to be the time to I mean it's only going to get less value as we wait most likely so Yeah, you're Ho- right. Hopefully in Q1 or Q2 whenever you get your tax return I can put in a significant amount to hopefully uh help out my bag before the end of the year. Yeah, definitely.
0: How do you want to exchange gifts? Do you want to send hints to each other?
1: Yeah, let's send. Well, I don't. I won't know if I get it from you because I want to be mixed.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll we'll will we'll think about it. I mean, actually, I was thinking about since I'll be in Argentina, do would you want anything out there? Um, what's Argentina known for? Also, don't you have to like claim stuff in like customs and shit like that? Don't worry about all that. that. Is that gonna be too crazy? I mean. I'll I'm see when I'm down there. I mean, they have every they have everything we have here. No, if it's technology, you might as well just buy it here. But all the other stuff, like, I mean, if you want a bag, like a very good leather bag or small... I mean, I'll, I'll be in the markets. Yeah, all, I'm a pretty simple day. man. I mean, I'm terrible at
1: giving people gift ideas because, like, everything I want is super expensive because if it's not super expensive, <laughs> I just immediately buy it myself. So... Yeah, I'm also bad at
0: giving gifts, so I need. Yeah, I usually just give people money. I'm like, yeah. I just like give people money. I'm like, yeah, you go do like whatever I want. I'm like, if it, if it's a hundred bucks, or like, um, like for my mom, I kind of give her. Like, um, I kind of do the number based off of her birthday, so uh, I kind of give like
1: two. 200- like based off the birth year, like like if she's like turning. Well, your your mom's the exact same age as my dad, so
0: yeah. Um, I'm um, like the I do the exact number, like you know the two two five. Yeah. So I give her like two hundred and twenty five. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. Or like since like like it was like her fiftieth birthday, I gave her two two fifty as in like you know since the two five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five zero. So two times five. Yeah. Or, no, or yeah. Two zero. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that. That. It's like the two and the two five. Since like it's. 225 is her birthday and then that i think the 50th birthday i gave 250 so it's like she's 50 and then 25 is also her birthday so, yeah like uh, i mean it made sense to me mentally <laughs> so i was like she gets it i guess
1: i was like my sister when she turned 18 i gave her like 180 dollars i'm like it's
0: 18 with a zero after exactly so, yeah. yeah so hopefully post bull run i mean let's see i mean like depending on how much i said bro i mean she might get a nice gift maybe a house maybe That'd be a very nice gift. Yeah, man. It's like, I I get to use it all the time. (laughs) We'll see. You can manage my rental property, my uh, vacation home. Exactly. So we'll see. I mean, I can't, that's why I always say to like, I mean, the people I'll probably spend money on is probably like, I can. me and you could probably like share an experience since we have like the, we have like the ayahuasca strip to go to. Yes. So, um, hypothetically, hypothetically, (laughs) like if, if, that's true. That's just like in our, in our minds. That's what we're thinking. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But um. Let's say for like family. Like I mean, I I'm like a single. Like I was thinking about the other day. It's like I really don't have very close relationships with extended family, and I only have like, yeah, it's pretty much my mom. It's kind of crazy. You know? Yeah. And I was like Jesus. I have like nobody out
1: here. Yeah. When you think about yeah, it's like I feel the Like I have. I won't say I have a big family, but I feel like I have like. Pretty good relationships with like semi extended family, but even that's like it's not that many people, and a lot of them are like in their seventies to nineties. So yeah, I'm like,
0: so they'll be gone sooner than. So I was mean, like,
1: yeah, it's like holy shit! It's like, yeah, like pretty soon, I'm not gonna have a ton of people. Like, it's just crazy how like quickly, unless you're making your own family.
0: Exactly, that's the like thing. Your
1: family gets very small very quick.
0: Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it like from your perspective. I think we had talked about it way back when. I was like, damn. Let's say my mom dies. It's like I know I have my grandma, she's crazy, so we don't have a good relationship. So I mean she's gonna die. My mom's gonna die. I mean, maybe before me or I go before her. You never know. Yeah. So but let's say in like a normal sense. My mom dies, my grandmother dies. Um the people that were important to me or have already died. So it's like you get to a point where you're like, shit. Let's say I remember I keep telling you I don't want to have kids. Like, I'm like, damn, I'm just gonna be like a idle dude in the world. Yeah. Like when it, people are like, are oh, you going to spend time with your family? I'm like, yeah, party of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so. good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that I realize this every year at my family Christmas party on my dad's side. It's just like my generation is the generation that's supposed to be having kids now. And no one like me and none of my cousins have had kids yet. Damn. And like my great grandmother passed away a few years ago. And like my grandfather's getting older and his brothers are getting older. And it's just like, if we don't start reproducing soon, like this family Christmas party is going to be like five people here pretty quick. So it's just like, yeah, if you don't reproduce, it seems like it gets very lonely very fast.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, the thing is like, we may have like AI robots by that point <laughs> to keep yeah. us company. So in a sense, it's like, will you ever be lonely? Can a human necessarily have to be there? Do you necessarily need a human in order for you to like live the rest of your life since like oh, AI robot could, anticipate every um decision i don't know everything that you need and probably care for you in a way that it's not going to get tired of like that you don't want to be a burden to your family right yeah because you know like you mean emotions like fuck you man i just want to go live my life but the ai robots whole purpose is to be there for you so it's like how is it ever going to feel like oh damn this guy he just needs to die yeah
1: so unless i don't know ai robots are a lot harder to make than we think it's like fuck we're still like 90 it's like Robots are still janky as shit and like don't fully work and they cost a lot of money. Uh, but let's we'll see. I mean, luckily as a guy, you have plenty of time. You could like get to yeah. 50 and you're like, ah, actually, I do want kids now. And like, nice, sure. Unless you're with another person your age or older, like you could go oh, yeah. find someone younger and start oh, a family. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going younger, man. I <laughs> say <laughs> you still have plenty of time, which that does like, as a man, that seems like an ideal situation being with someone younger. But now okay. I've got to see several people I know in like relationships that have like seven to 10 year time differences where the guy's older
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a lot of them don't seem to work out too great so I'm like ah they might like it is ideal but there's definitely pros and cons to everything like dating someone significantly younger than you um yeah seems to have some hurdles you have to overcome so I'm like ah, maybe being with someone my age there's I mean there's also pros to that I feel like it gets um Undervalued a lot. Like I feel like the dream is always to be like a fifty-year-old guy with like a twenty-five-year-old girl. But yeah, there's definitely going to be
0: some some cons to that. I guess. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, it it depends on the cons because the cons are, yeah, it it gets to the point where like let's say I'm fifty and I'm with like like I want to start a family with a girl that's like twenty-two, so. Like she from hasn't a, been born yet. Right. Now. I mean, yeah. Technically, speak, yeah. Not even technically speaking. Actually speaking, she's gonna be born in like three years from now. That's crazy. And Just imagine gonna, the different worldview you guys would like. Exactly. It's like, like I knew about like phones where you have to like dial it up. You know. Yeah. So, from a generational standpoint, yeah, it's definitely going to be like um, leaps and bounds apart. But I don't necessarily like. There's other fundamental aspects of it too, where. As a twenty-two-year-old, she's like just starting her life. Maybe she—I mean, maybe I don't even know if college is going to be a thing by then. Who yeah. knows? So let's say she's like just graduated college. She wants to like have a career or something. She's still fairly young in the sense of like she could. There's still a lot of doors that are open to her. So if she has a kid, I mean, she has to have a kid between the ages of twenty-two and twenty-seven. Like to have a healthy kid type of thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, she could also, like, once we have, like, the kid, the kid's, like, around 10. She'll still be 32. So the kid's kind of, like, older. Or, like, like if I were to have kids, I would have to have them, like, in a short succession. Yeah. Like, like she's 22. Like, she's having a kid at 22, 23, and 24. <laughs> like, three kids, she's done. And then, like, 24 on, like, you know, raise the three kids, and then from there, like in her mid-30s, she has like the time and place to do whatever the hell she wants.
1: And at this, yeah, at this point, you're almost dead. So, yeah. Then she's, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll be like then in she, then 60s. She's, like.
0: Then she's 40. She can start her real life. And then... Yeah, I know. right? She's like, I've just been waiting on this guy to die.
1: I have full-grown children. I've inherited my husband's crypto. And now I can live. And I'm still yeah, 40. Exactly.
0: I know. What the hell? But or, like should... everyone will be infertile by then since
1: fertility rates keep dropping. So, yeah.
0: And also to this, um, what's the name of it? we we haven't seen the long-term effects of this vaccine
1: yeah i also found out recently there's a study that apparently if women drink diet coke Mm -hmm. or other things with aspartame but like the biggest thing was diet coke which women seem to drink a lot of it like increases the chance of like birth defects and autism by like a crazy amount i guess whoa which Uh is
0: make sure that my 22 year old wife that hasn't been born yet does not drink diet coke (laughs) like that's like a criteria on the first date i'm like have you been drinking diet coke she's like yeah i enjoyed i'm like damn it <laughs> gotta leave yeah see what she orders if she orders
1: diet coke you're like oh i have a business call i'm like it <laughs> walks out on a date but so. yeah i thought that was great i'm like i mean i wouldn't have expected diet coke to be healthy for you but i wouldn't have expected it to like raise the chance of having an autistic kid by like a significant amount
0: i mean sometimes too i always find it funny where like somebody would eat like the most unhealthy meal and they just like wash it down with a diet coke so yeah it's like yeah i'm saving my health I, I care about my health
1: yeah diet i mean i do get when i go to the, like anywhere with a fountain soda now i do a half diet half half normal because i'm like kind of <laughs> like dollar cost averaging so i'm like i feel like anything that's zero calories there has to be some side effect like i'm like yeah. Those artificial stuffs probably worse than even normal soda. But I do want less calories. So, I'll, yeah, I get the average of both, half normal, half half diet. But I try not to drink soda very often.
0: But the thing is, like, one of the things I've been moving away from soda is this, like, it has corn syrup in it. And it yeah. turns out that corn I – mean, you probably know this. I think we all know this because we eat – all of the candy that we eat has corn syrup. Everything. Almost everything has it. Exactly. So – I think I saw like this one guy on YouTube, and he was saying that the way that our body synthesizes corn syrup, like it doesn't necessarily affect us in the immediate term, but long term, it actually starts. He explained it, and I was like, "Yo, I need to stop having this." So I, I don't drink soda anymore, or like I try to minimize it as much as possible. So I just like drink water.
1: Yeah, I try. It's usually only if I go to the movies or something like that. But oh, yeah.
0: My girlfriend did make pancakes
1: yesterday, and I prefer fake maple syrup over real maple syrup, which is basically just straight corn syrup. Yeah.
0: As I was eating that, I was like, fuck. Yeah, Aunt Jemima? Which one Uh, do you like?
1: Actually, the one that I currently have is like the fucking Target. Target, like knockoff
0: brand. So even worse. That just says, um, it's like Target brand. Yeah, it's like Good Pantry or something (laughs) bullshit, yeah it's like it's all corn syrup
1: so it's like is it yeah. really like Is aunt jemima really any better quality yeah, corn syrup it's
0: not it's just like it has that face on it yeah it's all just fucking brown <laughs> sludge yeah so damn yeah regular corn syrup it's no, no 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 i said regular corn syrup regular um maple syrup i mean it's like it's kind of hard to get used to i just don't like how thin it is like it's yeah, like, water. like i
1: like a thick syrup I, I like goo yeah you like all that it's <laughs> cancer yeah. yeah, I I basically grew up eating a bunch of like artificial shitty food, so I like have a predispot- predisposition predisposition <laughs> for that now. But aside from my normal diet on the week when I'm by myself, I try to eat mostly whole foods. But
0: yeah, so I mean, we'll see. Oh, and also too, um Malay. Do you remember the the Argentinian president we talked about way back? Oh when? yeah, he won. He did. Yeah, he won. It was like an kind of a landslide. People said that it was going to be closer. But he won, like, 56% of the vote. They It went it went to a runoff on a oh, Sunday. Nice. And he won, like, 56%. Oh, that's pretty good.
1: Also, I just realized we're nearing an hour 40. We should probably wrap yeah. it up because when we hit two hours last time, I had to decrease the quality of the audio footage to be able to upload it. So
0: Yeah, so he essentially won, and hopefully he's going to implement. He says he's going to ban the their central bank, implement the U.S. dollar, and tie have stronger ties with the U.S. I mean, it, a lot of it at the end is like there's some realistic realities that you can't get away from. And he's aligning himself with the West. And he said that we also support Israel. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I guess he he has been taken by the state. Yeah. Well, he's aligning with us. So I guess he's going to say that. Yeah, you have to, right? It's like Imagine he was like, free Palestine. It's like, what?
1: <laughs> Like oh, looks like we're gonna have a regime change there next. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he just mysteriously, fought, um, like his plane going from like one province to the other just like blows up. It's like Jesus, Oh, huh, What are the chances? I know it's like ah, gee, it was a, such a safe plane. So ah, well, that's pretty much it. Another
1: uh, good note to end on. Always the optimistic side.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>